1: Good morning. It is Monday, January seven. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky De Oliveira,
0: and I'm Japheth De Oliveira. And uh, really glad to be together again and uh, to connect with you guys. And so uh, let me pray for today and for the beginning of a fresh start and uh, for a blessing on this passage. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you again for the opportunity to read your word. I ask for uh, your spirit to guide us and to bless and give us insight and wisdom. And uh, Lord, as we read this passage and we consider your church, what you called us to, to to be in this world, uh, we ask for your uh, application as well. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. I am reading from Ephesians 3, that's verses 1 through 21 in the entire chapter. This is the New Living Translation today, the NLT. First subheading, God's Mysterious Plan Revealed. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending His grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God Himself revealed His mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now, by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the Creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the Church to display His wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was His eternal plan, which He carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Second subheading, Paul's Prayer for Spiritual Growth. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. All
0: right. So, <clears throat> as I said uh, I, I, as I said uh, earlier, we are in the second week now, and we are looking at Grounded in Love, and this is our church. This is what uh, the second week is about. And Mark Witters has written the uh, Daily Walk, so I want to encourage you to read that. Uh, the question that he has for us today is this, how much of your life is random? And how much of it is providence? Do you think God's timing has played an important role in where you find yourself right now?
1: Okay, so the timing thing might seem kind of random. I'm assuming that Mark is getting it from this kind of, um, I guess there's a, a sort of idea within this that God has decided to reveal this through Paul at this particular time, so therefore God's timing is important, and then I think He's taking off from that. Is that what you're taking? From yeah,
0: this? yeah, and I think I think probably more more to, should be said about this is that uh, when we read the word mystery, um, we think mystery is something that is something that is really hard to discover. And when Paul uses the term mystery, like, uh, do you remember that, uh, play that we went and saw in London? Um, what's that play with the mouse trap? Yeah.
1: The mouse trap. Yeah. Is the mouse, the, trap. Yeah, the, the mouse
0: trap. Been going. For it's all about a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's all about years. Yeah. Well, Agatha
1: Christie. Yeah,
0: totally. And so the idea is always to be able to discover, something, right? But when Paul uses the term mystery, it's actually about something you can discover totally. And in fact, it's actually something that should be revealed, uh, but it comes at a time. And so that's important for Paul.
1: Okay, so wait a minute. You're saying that when we think of mystery, we're thinking of some puzzle that we have to figure out that we may or may not be able to answer. Yes, whereas for Paul, saying he's Paul saying this mystery, mystery something... was
0: going to be coming forward at some point. And it's definitely <clears throat> so it's not going to so much a
1: mystery, is just something that's going to be kept secret for a while and then at some point revealed. Yeah. Except what I don't understand is it doesn't seem to me that the whole idea of Jesus was kept secret until the time of Paul. You know, Jesus' own disciples knew Jesus went around and told people that he was the Messiah, so what secret is Paul revealing all of a sudden that apparently nobody else knows I think that does people, he just think that nobody else knows or what
0: no I mean well, they crucified him
1: crucified. Jesus, Jesus or, yeah. Well yeah. I know that. But. So I
0: think I think part of the the, the mystery, the part of the mystery and the rejection of it is, uh, of the entire story is that people struggled with the idea of God's plan as a whole. I mean they they kind of saw this thing coming together. They saw the idea that God said, "Look, I have a movement, I have I have a I have a way forward, I have a plan of redemption coming through." And and yet we've we've struggled through cycles of this through the entire first testament of people Saying, well, I do want you, but I don't want you. I actually think I'd do it my own way. Uh, I'd rather have judges do this, or rather have kings do this, or rather meander through the desert doing this. And, and God's saying, look, there is another way to be actually be led. Okay, so um,
1: we're relating all of this to our own lives and how we think about whether our lives are random or whether there is a plan. Well, yeah, I whether, think that's the question
0: that Mark wants us to look at yeah. today. Yeah. How much of life is random and how much of it is providence? And I think.
1: That's interesting because. I mean, I don't know. We were talking about this yesterday or no when was it? It was a week it was um, at church and connect groups. Yes, this was day before yesterday. We were talking about it related to just the idea of whether people think that, that God has a plan and how you know what that is. Yeah. And, you know, there was a lot of debate well, about that.
0: It's Yeah, because I think the, the opening text in Ephesians talks about uh, talks about this idea of predestination and, and, you know, how much of it is determined for us and how much of it is actually is our free will and how much of us, how much do we actually get to choose and how much <clears> do we <throat> not get to choose?
1: It's so interesting because I almost think the whole idea of having a purpose in all of this is such a first world kind of, it's a privileged issue to talk about. If you think about the number of people who've lived and died and their lives have had no meaning, you know, they have done nothing but suffer pretty much. You know, there are people, Mm -hmm. millions of people who've Mm -hmm. lived and died without ever being safe or having a full stomach Mm -hmm. or having anybody love them. You just look at that and think what on earth would be the point of that, of just living and dying maybe before you're even five Mm -hmm. years old Mm -hmm. and there's never anything. What is the purpose? Does God really have a purpose for everyone? because it's sometimes hard to see what that is. And I think we like to think of ourselves as being special in some way, but maybe we're just the beneficiaries of huge inequality in the world that's been created.
0: Well, I think there's a difference between God having a purpose for us and us us as humanity having the choice of choosing that purpose.
1: Well, I mean, it's a person who lives in that kind of situation doesn't have a choice about their purpose. Well, then, if that's, you die that's, before that's you're five cho- years old, that's
0: the choice of the world at the time that's making it. During World War One, World War Two, during during the catastrophes of, of <clears> what the world is doing, I mean, that's the choice that humanity is making.
1: So, you think God has some sort of specific purpose for everybody, and then it just doesn't come to I fruition? Think, because I think of that
0: I I believe that every life is valuable to God. And yeah. I believe that I believe that God has a purpose for every single life. I believe that we as human beings, though, um, we make horrible choices that actually we don't understand always that we're making choices that affect other people's lives.
1: Well, and but that makes the whole point of making choices kind of pointless because I could make all the right choices theoretically. But then if everybody else is making bad choices, it won't make any well, then, difference anyway. Then let's
0: not, inf- let's not take care of the trash anymore and let's not put anything in the in the well, green can and the blue can. And
1: <laughs> It's kind of everybody has to sort of be on the same well, page except how hope. can everybody be on the same page because what is the page? It's worth
0: it. That's it's, well the point is that we, we and I think that's the key is right, is that you, you try to do your pour, your part of it because it's worth it, right? And so just because other people don't recycle doesn't mean that we shouldn't recycle. So just because other no, people I, don't I care get that. about that.
1: But I okay, think the thing about life, how much of it is random, how much of it is providence. I have no idea. I don't know whether where I am right now you can look back and trace and understand how you got to be where you are whether or not it was supposed to be that way. Like even if there is a supposed to be, like you were supposed to do this and you didn't, or you did. I think that,
0: I think what the Bible teaches more, more than anything, and what Paul's trying to pull inside here is that, that actually there is this incredible, um, beautiful navigation taking place that God is involved in life. And I, and I said this a few days ago at church when we were talking about the idea of, of, where God is involved in us. Do we have a blueprint for our lives or do we have uh, a blue sky for our lives? And I do believe that God is with us in this blue sky. So wherever we're traveling, whatever we're doing, God is with us in this, as opposed to God says, this is the only turn left, turn right, do this. As a, and I believe that that's the, the miracle of who God is, the patience of who God is, the grace of who God is. Um, well, I think that, that, that timing
1: for us, like the fact that when we ended up coming here to Colorado... The timing was good in the sense that you got an invited to come here at around the time that our kids were open to the idea of moving, because mm-hmm. they had always been quite, you know, not interested. And our oldest son was about to start high school, yeah. so it was a good, it was good timing. But then the whole question as to whether or not God did all that—like, did mm-hmm. He care whether we came here or not? I, you know, I don't know. So timing can be right for things Hindsight. to work out in your life, but you don't know whether that means anything really
0: well something for us to think about it's a very interesting question i I, unfortunately our time is up so i'm going to restate the question for everybody to think about how much of your life is random and how much of it it's providence do you think god's timing has played an important role in where you find yourself right now Uh, talk this out with your friends look after each other live love and we will connect tomorrow hey thanks again for listening to the daily walk podcast today if you remember if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church/give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.